Well, I hope everybody's doing well and open your Bible to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus 14. The title of today's lesson is Pharaoh in Pursuit. Open your Bible to Exodus 14 and let's read. Exodus 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi-Hahirith, between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal-Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took six hundred of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites, who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Hairoth, opposite Baal-Zephon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them, they were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them, 
and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving, and the Egyptians said, Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites, into the sea. Not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. Well, now, in the previous chapter, we see that the Lord is with Israel. And his uh, by his appearance of the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Now, this chapter starts with Yahweh speaking to Moses. Notice verses 1 and 2. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Tell the sons of Israel to turn back and camp before Pi-Hohai-Roth between Megab, I'm sorry, Migdal and the sea. You should camp in front of Baal-Shaphan opposite it by the sea. Now the Lord said to camp before Pi-Hohai-Roth, Hebrew uh, 63-67, which is a place where sedge grows. Now, uh, this was between McDaw and the sea. I tried to find McDaw, but uh, I'm not exactly sure where it is. Now, uh, the Lord lets Moses know Pharaoh was plotting against the Hebrews. If we look at verses 3 and 4, it says, For Pharaoh will say of the sons of Israel, they are wandering aimlessly in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. Thus, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he will chase after them. And I will be honored through Pharaoh and his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Now there is a chance here that Pharaoh is watching them. And once he saw them hit a wall. The thought was they don't know where they're going. He could have been somewhere up high. Uh, looking down. And he sees them wandering. And he sees them get to a place to where they're kind of trapped in. Now. Pharaoh and his army chase after Israel. We see this in verses 5 through 9. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his servants had a change of heart towards the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made his chariot ready and took his people with him. And he took 600 select chariots. And all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. 
And he chased after the sons of Israel as the sons of Israel were going out boldly. Then the Egyptians chased after them with all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army. And they overtook them camping by the sea besides Pehohiroth in front of Baal Shephon. Uh, so Pharaoh and his and his guys have now not only looked down on Israel and see that they are trapped in, but now he's ready to make a move on them. And that's what they do. Now, even with all the miracles in Egypt, the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, the children of Israel are still afraid of the Egyptians. Look at verse 10. As Pharaoh drew near, the sons of Israel looked and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them and they became very frightened. So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. Now, you they should know by now through all that all they've been through that the Lord is on their side. But still, they see this big enemy coming and they fear. Now, the Israelites start to blame Moses. Verses 11 and 12 tell us this. Then they said to Moses, is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt saying, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Now, Israel, the Israelites are so afraid of seeing Pharaoh come that they have turned on Moses again and they're blaming Moses they're, and they're saying to Moses, you know, we really didn't want to leave Egypt. Truthfully, yes, we were slaves and we were calling out to the Lord. But truthfully, you know, we had it better then, you know, and here you come uh, messing things up and you bring us out here to die. Now, Moses tells the people that Yahweh will fight for them. Verses 13 and 14. But Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never uh, see them again forever. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Now, Moses reminds them who's in charge. The Lord is going to fight for you. You're not even going to have to pick up a, a stick, a sword, a stone to fight for yourself. The Lord has this. Now, the Lord is about to perform another miracle. Let's look at verses 15 through 20. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. And as for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea, uh, through the midst of the sea on dry ground, on dry land. I'm sorry. And as for me, behold, I will harden the heart of Pharaoh and the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will be honored through Pharaoh and his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. When I am honored through Pharaoh, through his chariots and his horsemen, the angel of God, who who had been before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them and the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. And there was the cloud along the darkness. I'm sorry, along with the darkness, yet it gave light at night. Thus, the one did not come near the other all night. The Lord had to remind Moses that uh, that he was with them. This is why he said, why are you crying out to me? OK, because, you know, the Lord is looking for uh, his people to be faithful. He knows what we need. He knows what we're asking for. He knows our distress. 
And he has already shown himself mighty, not only to us, but to these people as well. And that's why he asked, why are you crying out to me? I mean, you already know that I'm here. I'm above you. And you're still crying out in fear. Now, the sea is split and some of the Egyptians see God is fighting for Israel. Uh, look at verses 21 through 25. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land. So the waters were divided. And the sons of Israel went through the midst of the sea on dry land, and the waters were like a wall to them on their right and on their left. Then the Egyptians took up the pursuit, and all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen went in after them into the midst of the sea. It came about at the morning watch that the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud and brought the army of the Egyptians into confusion. He caused their chariot wheels to, to swerve and he made them drive with difficulty. So the Egyptians said, let us flee from Israel for the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Now, here's the thing. If you are chasing after a people and you see that they run into uh, this bed of water, this sea. And all of a sudden, you get a hard east wind comes and the water divides and creates this walkway. You would think now the people thousands of years ago, you would think they would have common sense like you and I would have today. You, it seems that it would be something there to say, you know what, maybe let's not follow in behind them. I mean, the Lord has shown himself mighty once again, once again. But I guess this is what happens when you have a hard heart. Now, the water is returned and Pharaoh and the Egyptians are drowned. Look at verses 26 through 28. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may come back over the Egyptians, over their chariots and their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the sea returned to its normal state at daybreak while the Egyptians were fleeing right into it. Then the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen, even Pharaoh's entire army that had gone into the sea after them. Not even one of them remained. Now, it is uh, reported that the Red Sea is between 1,200 and uh, uh, 1,820 uh, one feet deep. So we can easily see uh, how, that, how this many men and uh, chariots and horses could drown. Now, uh, finally, the sons of Israel finally see that the Lord is great. Let's close out. Look at verses 29 through 31. But the sons of Israel walked on dry land through the midst of the sea, and the waters were like a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and his servant, Moses. Now, uh, it is shameful that it took all of this to happen for Israel to fear the Lord. Uh, once again, as I, as I have even said in previous chapters, the Lord has shown himself mighty. The Lord has done miracle after miracle after miracle. And it still took all of this for them to fear the Lord and see that he is great. Okay, people, that brings us to the end of Exodus chapter 14. That's all for now. God bless.